0: Hello, everybody. It is Renee, and I am here with Melissa Hozak, and she's the owner and a pharmacist at Redcliffe Pharmasave up in Medicine Hat, Canada, in, or I guess Alberta. Alberta <laughs> Hello, how are you, <laughs> Melissa? It's going
1: good. Excited to be here again today. Um, I was Good. just telling Renee a minute ago, everyone, we're getting ready for Halloween at our house, and it's not, I mean, the kids are going to go trick-or-treating and probably get some goodies, but for us, we're giving out cool little goodie bags filled with water bottles and glow sticks and stickers and all kinds of fun things. I don't know what the kids all picked even this time, so all kinds no. of fun stuff. I,
0: I love when we change things up and, and do things in a healthy way, so that, that's awesome. Um, sure. So. Lisa and I are going to be talking about uh, Ideal Protein, um, you know, kind of transitioning into uh, a more like a ketogenic or keto-adapted um, diet as we move into maintenance, as we move into phase four. And um, she's going to be sharing with us uh, some of the stuff that she does and, and things that she, she made a big presentation um, up in Canada. Mm. And so, just sharing with us some of, of that information. So, Melissa, introduce for yourself sure. and uh, we'll get started.
1: For sure. So, I'm Melissa Hozak. I'm pharmacist and owner at Redcliffe Pharmacy here, and we've been doing audio protein now for five and a half years. Um, I lost over 100 pounds doing program. I often say it's up to about 125, depending on where my weight, weight is sitting at, um, but roughly 100 pounds, give or take a bit here and there, kind of thing. So When I did that, it was seven months, I believe, the first time around, Um, and then ever since then, I've basically stayed on a low-carbohydrate, healthy-fat diet ever since. Um, The few times that I've, I call it indulge, whenever I indulge like that and I end up having some carbs or I end up having, you know, maybe it's a margarita on the beach if I'm on a holiday or something like that, I always come back and reset and do phase one. So that's number one, is that phase one for me is the best way to lose weight. So when we start talking about a keto diet, a diet is just what you eat. It doesn't have to be the diet form of what people really think of the diet as. So that's kind of how we started transitioning our patients into maintenance then. Um, so when we, we start phasing them out from their weight loss phase in phase one, which like I said, it's the best way to lose weight. I think it's the easiest, um, most turnkey method there is. Um, but from there, when we do our phasing out then, when we go to phase three, I add in the healthy fats and a little bit extra protein and really show people how they can use those, you know, chayote squash and rhubarb compotes and things like that in the morning uh, versus going to uh, even sugary fruit for me. Um, Maybe they use a little bit of blackberries or blueberries or something like that, um, but we really start to introduce the fats. So for me, when I look at it, um, when you say a ketogenic diet, that simply means you're running off ketone bodies. So those ketones are breakdown products of fat. So you can look at it as phase one where if you were to enter your macros, which we don't want people having to do, but if you were to enter your macros into a data um, into the app, for example, you don't take into account that you're burning about 1,000 to 1,200 calories of fat, of your own fat, off your own butt kind of thing. Um, so along with that and your protein and carbs that are in there, those two stay actually very similar, so that by the time you get to maintenance, you actually just add in fat on your plate instead of fat off your butt, is kind of how I look at it. <laughs> Um, I think that's the easiest way to to really transition people and really think of it differently. So when I get to maintenance in, I still stay with about 30 to 40 grams of carbohydrate a day. Um, Now, there are different ways that you can uh, still be vegetarian and still um, go keto, if you want to call it that way, um, but still staying low carb. I prefer to, you know, have bacon and cheese and, and whipping cream and avocado and all kinds of things like that. Um, But I know there are ways that you can do like just avocado or some vegetarians will still have dairy So then you can still do cheese and cream and butter and that kind of thing Um, I go towards bacon and and really fatty ribeye steaks and that kind of thing too. So whatever works for people, right? Um, um, Yeah, so that's kind of how we started with it Um, I brought in or I gave you some of the slides that actually talk about insulin being that key component of fat storage so I think that's going to be kind of where we lead into some of these anyway. So I don't know if okay. you have the first one up there.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And just basically calling it therapeutic nutrition. So as a pharmacist now, I haven't actually dispensed in the pharmacy for just about six years. Um, I use ideal protein and therapeutic nutrition as my main practice. So when I look at that, therapeutic nutrition is really the basis of fixing the underlying problem um, using food as our medicine. And this isn't a new concept. Um, it's using the same thing that Hippocrates said in 400 BC, where he said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So in general though, our population has been given these guidelines that are really, really old. I think about as old as me. So like 1977 or something, the Canadian food guide came out. I'm not, I think it's very similar to what America has as well. Um, but with that, it really says that we should be eating too many carbohydrates. So I know there's some people that criticize me saying the food guide's wrong, but the way I've seen it and the way I was taught in school are completely different now. Um, In that Canada food guide says I should be eating nine servings of grain every day, which when I was doing that, I ended up at 265 pounds. So now that I eat bacon and cheese and cream and all these goodies every day, um, I can maintain that 150, 160 that I like to sit at, and I don't have to worry about gaining weight. So once we start to take out, not only the grains and fruits and things like that, when I look at it, it's all the highly processed stuff too. So that's, you know, looking at kids' lunches as far as, um, you know, granola bars and bear paws and um, the crispy treats and the, the gummy snacks that aren't really even food, right? Like it's, it's just high fructose corn syrup sort of thing. So once we start to take those things out because the body's making too much insulin, um, that's when we can start to use um, food as our therapy, basically. So, like I say in the slide here anyway, insulins are a fat-storing hormone um, and causes issues like diabetes, hypertension, obesity. Um, Along with that, you've got hypothyroid, gout, PCOS, um, chronic inflammation, and that's my big trigger. So it's not even so much the weight gain that happens if I'm starting to eat sugar again. um, It's actually the inflammation that goes with it. So I'm off about 12 different prescription meds from what I used to take when I was heavier. Um, That's including I think I had about five different things for asthma because I had so many problems breathing and inflammation and stuff Uh, I was on a bunch of things for allergies uh, Which I no longer need even with having a dog and a buddy in my house now Um, And then I had all kinds of things for inflammation with my knees and hips and ankles Um, I even been to the radiologist who's a friend of ours and um, Said like there has to be something wrong with my ankles like they just don't sit right. I can't walk um, no, it was just that I was carrying 100 pounds, and nobody was really frank with me, saying you're carrying 100 pounds extra. Like we need to lose weight. <laughs> so it's not even the losing weight part of it; it's the, the insulin part of it that is causing inflammation inside. So
0: it's, it's, so, it's so interesting that um, a a doctor or a health practitioner isn't honest with us and and say, look. You know, these these are the reasons, you know, you clearly have food allergies. You clearly have, you know, inflammation in your body. This is where it's going to lead to. And and, you know, in in when we turn to maintenance, we really want to be getting off of we don't want to go back to all that process stuff that got us just like you were talking about all the grains and everything, which is. You know, what, what uh, our food administration is telling us um, to eat is the majority of, of, of our diet. And then, you know, all of a sudden when we're on phase one, we feel pretty terrific. You we feel have, awesome. You know, I
1: know. That's a big
0: thing, right? All the inflammation goes away. Um, we don't have any uh, tummy issues anymore. We get off of our medications. You know, we, all these things change for us. That's a sign. Right? Something is going
1: right when you're doing that, right? And that's what I tell people like that feeling when you're in ketosis in phase one and you feel so awesome. That's what I want to continue on when I get to maintenance. And that's how I feel all the time. Like some people say, how do you do all these things all the time? Well, one, I don't actually have to sleep very much and I have a lot of energy all the time. So I'm running off of fat. I don't have highs and lows or have problems with hypoglycemia because I don't have the highs and lows with insulin. I don't have the highs and lows with with sugar like that. That's Um, right.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's, um, kind of address it's okay to live a ketogenic lifestyle permanently i've been doing that's that funny. you know i found uh, keto back at, you know 20 some odd years ago and i've lived that way for a very long time long before i met ideal protein right um yeah. and and that's really number one what's helped me keep my 65 pounds off mm-hmm. and um and and it keeps you satisfied and it's okay, you're not going to get sick, your organs aren't going to, you know, be overworked, you're not over processing, so maybe quite you could, opposite. Touch, you know, you know, maybe you could touch on a little bit of some of the myth behind, you know, yeah. is keto safe?
1: Definitely, um, and I think that's where a lot of people don't quite understand what keto really is, because I've had a lot of people come to me and say, well, I'm doing keto now and I'm not losing weight, well, you eat a lot of fat, you're not gonna lose a lot of weight for one thing. So anyways, um, we've been doing this now, like I said, in my clinic for just about six years. So I've been keto or low carb or whatever you want to call it for six years like that. And I can tell very, very quickly what as soon as I start going back the other way, that's where the inflammation comes back. Um, I get carb knee, I call it, which is the funniest thing. But I actually have a baker cyst behind my left knee that flares up only if I'm eating sugar. So wow. it's kind of crazy how that part works. Um, I've had multiple clients now, our patients, clients, whatever I call you, all of our great success stories um, that have completely come off of diabetes meds and hypertensive meds and that kind of thing. That's my yep. favorite part of it as a pharmacist. I mean, if you if I teach people enough to say if you don't eat sugar, you won't have high blood sugar. That's just as easy as it goes. And if yep. you look at what's happening in our high carbohydrate diet right now, there's cardiovascular disease, there's cancers, there's diabetes there's obesity running rampant right now because of sugar. So that's a big, well, the other question I get with that then is that why are you using the artificial sweeteners? And when we look at even with ideal protein side of it, yes, we're using a few sweeteners here and there. It's a little bit of sucralose, a couple of sugar alcohols. i moving towards the stevia products right now because that's what people are wanting. It's just a bridge to get you off sugar is the way I look at it. Is that it's going to be completely safe because one sucralose is um made from sugar then anyway and it's completely gone within 24 hours so i have no issues with that you can not group it in the same category as aspartame where they have had some other issues at high doses and that kind of thing so so it's just a bridge to get to where you need to go right um and then as far as other keto diets out there as long as people are doing it properly getting enough protein Um, Keeping your carbs low and that it's a varying number of what low is for some people Most people will say below 30 to 40 grams of carbohydrate a day um, and that's uh, net so after your your total of everything Um, And then making sure you just eat fat when you're hungry kind of thing So I think that's the easiest way to look at it and it's totally safe and we're starting to see some of those numbers coming out Um, Things like doctors fighting obesity with idea protein is a good one um, and you'll hear Dr. Rothrock at the Super Weekends, he'll say, um, right from our guidelines, it says there are no essential carbohydrates um, that you need in your diet for everyday life kind of thing. As long as you're getting your fat and as long as you're getting your protein, your liver and your kidneys will actually make enough sugar for what the body needs um, by gluconeogenesis. But most of the organs and tissues in the body will do much better running on ketones. And that's coming from Dr. Rothrock, who's a cardiologist and deals with people's hearts in his hands. So. Hearing from that, I mean, it's just it's just solid proof that when you look at how this works, um, and you have people like him and myself and all the different you know healthcare professionals are on board, um, I, there's no disputing it in my mind. <laughs> I can be yeah. really careful with it, obviously. No, <laughs> I'm really excited no. about it.
0: Yeah. So, so. let's say hi to a couple of people. Uh, sure. We uh, Wendy White says hi, ladies. We are giving out Dracula teeth and spider rings. I love that. Oh, nice. Amy says uh, hi, and um, uh, she says she's a chronic napper. When she eats carbs, um, get me in phase one to rock and roll with five or six hours of sleep. <laughs> That's me. Uh, Toby says, uh, "Hi, ladies. Much of the same story for me. I have a carb shoulder among oh, yeah. so many other sugar issues. Need to stay uh, low carb out of necessity."
1: Yeah, yeah I think um, one of the best things I saw. Doc- uh, her name is Dr. Evelyn Bordereau. She's a doctor in Quebec. Um, she had said so. Some- she had given one of these pers- presentations presentation somewhere anyway. I'd seen the slide, and it said, "If you are." Um, allergic to peanuts, um, you're not just going to eat peanuts because you have your EpiPen with you. It's the same kind of thing. If you're a diabetic, you can eat carbs and give yourself insulin because you're basically allergic to the sugar of how it's treating you. So I thought that was kind of a neat analogy to look at it for people that really say, you know, well, a little bit's going to be okay. In moderation, it's okay. No, it's not okay. (laughs) That's what I have to start telling people is that when you go low carb or you have a client that Um, I believe this is the coaches group, right? Yeah. So uh, if you have a client that has had a really bad sugar carb addiction like that, you have to teach them this like arrogant integrity. And I think that's the coolest way to look at it to go. If you were to talk to a vegan and say, hey, why don't you have some steak? They'd be like, oh, heck no, I'm not having steak. I'm a vegan. I have this issue. I don't like this. I whatever it is. I don't care what the reason is. But they have that integrity where they say, no, I don't need it. I'm good without it. And the same thing with sugar is that I'm a carb carb addict or carbophiliac. I heard the term the other day. I'm like, I like that one. Um, But you have to know that I can't eat that stuff because, one, it makes me feel terrible. And, two, sometimes I can't stop. You have to think of it like an addiction like that. So the way I look at it, keto is a treatment for myself without having to use medications. It's kind of a a neat way to do it anyway.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, move on to the second slide here. Oh
1: yeah. So I just had just a couple of different types of sugars because when people talk about simple or complex, sometimes they don't understand what they are. Um, So your simple ones, basically, they just contain one or two sugar molecules. They're the quickest source of energy and rapidly digested. So your body will always, always use this kind of sugar before it can get to your fat. So anytime that people are saying, hey, I wanna add in a little bit of ice cream into my diet or a little bit of whatever into my diet, well, anything that includes this kind of stuff, like any regular sugar, brown sugar, corn syrup, honey, molasses, your fruit drinks, jams and jellies, candy, which is coming up for tomorrow, obviously, any of that kind of stuff, that's going to produce an insulin response. Um, and the only thing that insulin does when there's sugar in the blood, it has to store it somewhere. So it pushes a, two of the cells, first of all, for energy. And if they're already filled up, they're going to push it into the fat cells for storage for later. I think that's the biggest thing that I try to teach my diabetics that have been on insulin before or that are being told they need to go on insulin is that when the doctor puts you on insulin, you have to give yourself a new shot of it. Where do you think that sugar is going to go? And when I give this presentation, I always tell people too, like, think about that. If You have high blood sugar. You give yourself some insulin. Where do you want the sugar to go? It has to go into your fat cells. That's why they say you'll probably gain 15 pounds of fat around your waist as soon as you go on insulin. So anybody you've seen that's a type two goes on insulin, they put on weight right around the midsection. So that's some yeah, of your yeah. biggest sources of energy yeah. anyway, so those okay. uh, pretty easy ones anyway. Um, sorry, I have people coming up to my front door. <laughs> I'm at home here today, but my kids are home, they'll get the door. Um, mm-hmm. Complex carbs, then when you're looking at chains of sugars, usually these are contained in starch, they're rich in fiber, often high in vitamins and minerals. Um, these are the ones that I think I get the most questions on, thinking that they are the healthy carbs that I have with my air quotes, because yes, we have our green vegetables in here and off of this list, those are the only things I actually eat. So I think that's kind of neat that they're the first one anyway. But from there, you've got your whole grains, foods that contain them, like your oatmeals, pastas, whole grain breads, etc. cetera. Um, now I have seen some pretty good high protein, higher fiber breads that are out there, but the more you can get away from those, the better. Um, the baker I have in town here, she's actually making keto bread now, we call it, uh, with an almond meal, which is really, really cool. It's only about a carb per piece kind of thing. So. A little pricey with the almond flour in there, but it's a nice option to have. Um, yeah, but
0: if you need that, it's a little pricey, it's yeah, okay. Because you're not eating it every single day.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I'm not getting to the point of needing $300 Lantus insulin every month either. So, I don't know, <laughs> <didn't> keep <laughs> <a bit. laughs>
0: That's a lot of bread you can buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and then of course the starchy veggies, like your potatoes, sweet potatoes, corn, pumpkin, those kinds of things. You know, if you're going to have something that's sugary, starchy, anything like that, I would hope that it'd be one of those starchy vegetables because at least you're going to get some of the vitamins and less processed things in them, um, and the fiber that's in there as well. Now, for me, that doesn't really fit into my regular, you know, macros for my day because it's not going to fit in with that 40 grams of carbs. But if I know I'm re- I really want to have something, it ends up being my indulgent day. I do really go a very, very low carb day the next day, just like our phase four indicates on there. So. That, for me, like a, a starchy indulgence like that would be a few mashed potatoes or something, and that doesn't happen very often. And I'm probably still within my 40 grams of carbs. I would just not eat my regular restricted item because I still like my IP snacks. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um, and then beans, lentils and peas, that kind of thing. So, um, now this one, so the insulin glucagon chart that I've got there has um, actually pro- been provided by Mike CL, and I use it in a lot of my presentations and stuff. But for anybody who doesn't really understand the whole concept of what keto looks like and why you'd go low carb versus not, I think this is a good one to explain it. Because insulin and glucagon are the two hormones in the body that work in homeostasis. So they work in in conjunction or opposite of each other sort of thing. So if you're eating lots of carbohydrates, you've got a big, you know, plus, 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 plus of insulin and no change of glucagon. That's where the biggest difference lies, right? Is that we don't want to have high amounts of insulin without glucagon doing its job in there. Um, protein, it's great, that's why I eat lots of protein. It maintains your muscle mass, and it's got a nice even balance of your insulin and glucagon. Fats, no change at all, perfect. That's exactly what we want then. So fats and proteins, are nice and even just down below that. Um, the trouble with the carbs and fats, as we know, is that we, I don't know if anyone's heard Mike Seals talk about this, but he talks about um, Madame Alfredo and Monsieur, what does he say, Fettuccine, Monsieur Fettuccine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah. so they're gonna shack up kind of thing. <laughs> So I love that little chat anyway, but I think it really explains it well and that if you have carbs and fats together, your body really wants to store that out for a rainy day. The only thing is that we never have that starvation period where we really need to tap into that without taking stuff out and taking
0: so care I, of when, when, when I'm talking about maintenance to clients, um, and by the way, this this is broadcast to clients and to um coaches, so it's, it's uh, uh, public. Um, So uh, when I talk about it, I talk also about, you know, starting to educate yourself on different ways of eating. Keto definitely is one of them, but um, food combining is, is a very interesting concept in the way that we digest our foods and, and what basically what they're talking about when they're not, um, you know, when we're not combining fats and carbohydrates is food combining. So eating your meals in a very specific way, and there's lots of books on it, but, um, Mm -hmm. it helps you digest properly. And it also helps our body to use the foods properly instead of ending up storing them as fat. Um, so one of the I think that would be good Melissa is is you use some really big words a minute ago Homeostasis. Sorry. Yeah, you know explain what homeostasis is and glucagon right. we, we do have so, a lot of people watching that aren't yeah, watching. For
1: sure so Homeostasis is basically just having like a balance in the body if you think of that um, so if you are You know, going to go outside in Canada within a month or two, it's going to be really cold. So your body's going to do everything it can to warm it back up again. I think the temperature one is the easiest one to think of that way. Same thing that if you've taken something that's going to lower your blood pressure because your blood pressure is already high, you're really trying to get it just back into the middle range there. Same thing with blood sugar. If if your sugar is too high, your body produces more insulin to try to get it back down again, right? So that's going to be the biggest thing is that insulin and glucagon are your opposing hormones to keep your body in check. That's basically the easiest definition for what homeostasis looks like. And there's all kinds of different, you know, chemical reactions in the body that that happen to maintain that. So I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. So understanding yeah. how the body works is is going to, you know, give you information to understand when you go out into maintenance why you don't want to go back to where you started and how the body works and why it works. And, and this whole process of the insulin and, and why you don't go back to eating you know, Cheerios for breakfast and, and things right. that weren't working for you before, right? Exactly, <laughs> And I
1: think the very last point when you're looking at the food combinations on the slide there, when you look at the high carbohydrate and low protein, um, most, not saying all, most vegetarians, when they come to me, this is the type of diet that they're eating. Um, yeah. Simply because they haven't really been trained to look for the highest protein amounts that you can get um, In staying vegetarian like that. So that's where if you have a doc or somebody that notices, you know Maybe they're having some of these insulin problems They might not necessarily recognize it the same way I do But they would say hey You've got to try to get some more eggs in there or try to get some higher protein tofu or, or whatever it might look like right. um, So okay. it, not saying there's anything wrong with being vegetarian. It's just that most people are doing it wrong without really knowing so, that's where we want to make sure that people do it correctly. So, like I said, you can be vegetarian and be keto. I believe there's even vegans that are keto as well now. Um, so, depending on, on your, your way of life, you can make it work. It's just a matter of not always getting your protein from a carbohydrate as well. That's the tricky Yeah.
0: Oh, good. That's a good explanation. I like that because I, I do have a lot of vegetarian clients. I grew up vegetarian. So, I, you know, you're right. You, you end up eating this very, very high carb diet and, and mm-hmm. causing, you know, not not everybody, but a lot of people have yes. a problem with fat storage. All yeah. right. Tell us about this slide.
1: So- I know this one looks really busy and I kind of give it a quick rundown versus reading it out anyway, but if you look at the two opposing hormones, your insulin and glucagon, glucagon is the one that we really want to bring back into check because insulin has been overbearing for so long. So when we look at insulin and how it affects the body, um, and I wish they would have really nailed this one on the head when I was in pharmacy school 17 years ago, um, because everything I learned in school, basically now I know how to shut that insulin switch off that we don't need the medication for. So Looking at insulin, it lowers your blood sugar. So when you have high blood sugar and it goes over time, you have to have more insulin to bring that down again. And on the opposite side, glucagon, I'll actually bring that back up a bit. Um, insulin obviously is in fat storage mode. So we want to shift that out when we're in phase one um, or anytime you're going to be losing weight like that. Um, converting dietary fat to storage. So if you think about eating sugar, you should be thinking about storing fat. That's the easiest thing of, of looking at it anyway. Uh, Fat or insulin removes fat from the blood and cells and transport that into the fat cells as well So that it it makes that nice big molecule of triglyceride inside the fat cell Um, It actually increases the body's cholesterol production So it's funny that you mentioned the Cheerios in the morning because that's the one that has the health heart healthy check on it And nothing to say even against Cheerios if you're a cheerio maker or something, but um, if you're eating sugar your body's producing extra insulin insulin actually promotes the same enzyme in the liver all of our statin drugs inhibit so they are basically just battling like this all day if you're eating cheerios and and taking a statin drug to lower your cholesterol Um, we have more and more clients now that are getting off their statins within about six weeks because that's as early as i actually test them um because we go by blood work and stuff from there anyway but cholesterol is not the bad guy it's been made out to be um you can eat all the eggs and egg yolks and and all the meat and everything that has cholesterol in it and have perfectly fine levels but if you start taking that out, start taking your red meat and fat and everything out that we've been told for a long time, and you start bumping that up with with sugar and grains, you're probably going to have a cholesterol problem. So that's where we want to um, try to fix that part of it. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. That's just old information that, uh, you know, and, and I know my, my parents adhered to that. And and my dad got off of all the eggs and, and he, off of um, any, you know, they switch to canola oil. Yeah, <laughs> and, I know. You know, it's so backwards. <laughs> You know, he, he oh. ate, uh, I can't believe it's not butter, thinking that he was really healthy. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, and, and there's a great book called Grain Brain. Um, oh. uh, I think it's by Dr. Perlmutter. Um, but, uh, you know, our brains are two-thirds cholesterol. So if you mm-hmm. get rid of all the cholesterol in your diet, that's You're where no dementia Alzheimer and Parkinson's, yeah. you know, become rampant in, in our, uh, you know, society now. Um, so yeah, super, super important people. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, and I've actually heard Alzheimer's being called a type three diabetes because it's such a yeah. close relation between sugar and inflammation in the brain and stuff that Um, Once I start to take that out, it's not necessarily going to, you know, regress from there if there's been damage done or anything, but it can actually slow the progression if you can get them on a good track like that. So yeah, interesting one anyway. Right.
0: So anything else
1: on this slide? Oh yeah, from that one, I think another big one is the fluid retention by the kidneys that insulin causes. So a lot of diabetics have kidney problems and high blood pressure, and that's all related to this fluid retention by the kidneys. So as soon as somebody goes low carb, the very first week, I actually have a hot key on my phone for when people message that they get the headache in the first week. Um, Right off the bat, they need more sodium, potassium, which comes in our IP electrolytes. Um, And if they weren't doing audio protein and they were using low carbohydrate on their own, I'd tell them to add a whole extra teaspoon of salt to their diet every day. Um, And that's the only thing that's going to help because without the sugar there, the insulin decreases and all of a sudden the kidneys start dumping everything. Let alone right. the nitrogen mm-hmm. stores, which also gets rid of all that extra fluid. Yeah, and clarify
0: that it's salt with minerals, so not your iodized salt. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and then otherwise, the stimulating arterial muscle cell growth. Uh, we've actually seen, um, so look, basically looking at atherosclerosis and having problems in the in the arteries like that. Anyway, I've actually seen people where those numbers are starting to get better, and it's shown by their numbers of LDL and stuff as well. So just not having like those hard walls where they actually need stents if they're getting blockages or anything like that. It can actually start to reverse some of that uh, damage by getting rid of the sugar in the diet. So pretty
0: crazy how it works. (laughs) I love it. It's
1: crazy that we haven't been this way for a long time,
0: right? It's so yes. exciting to, to to change. You know, I, I it's always exciting to me when I have a client come in and they're like, they got their three month blood work or whatever it was, and you know, wow, my, you know, all my meds are either gone or reduced. They're excited. Yeah. and what, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So a few more people to say hello to. We have D mm. who. We're Melissa, and Patricia from Nova Scotia, and Wanda, um, hi everybody, Tell over. Me. I love it, <laughs> I know, it's awesome, and and you know, if you would, would you hit the share button, and share this out, it's such great information, and it's not just about ideal protein, it's, it, it's, it's, It's really about living your best life and learning and knowledge is power and learning how to heal yourself, how to live a better life when you have 30, 50, 100 pounds gone and that's, that's the cosmetic part but you are able to have your energy back. You're able to walk and and go places and travel and sit in your airplane seat and and just so many great things that come from it's 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 a freedom yeah. of, of your life. Um, so um, just sharing that and and moving it into maintenance. And so yeah. Melissa sharing with us, you know, keto lifestyle and and how to not you know once we go back to what we did before we start gaining that weight back but if you mm-hmm. stay in a keto adapted state so um you will awesome you'll all the time weight right weight. yeah <laughs> so tell us um melissa how you incorporate indulgences and and really you know tell us what an indulgence might be for you and then how you offset your indulgences and maintenance so for
1: me i had an indulgence yesterday if you want to call it that but i found something i absolutely love and it might become more regular now because i found i have a really good adam's peanut butter that i love that's only peanuts so it's one of the ones you have to mix up it's like you know the oil that's all on top with no preservatives no extra canola oil or soybean oil or anything else in it Um, and then i take my actual whipping cream that i have my 36 percent cream that i have in my coffee every day so I actually took my whipping cream, whipped it up with a bit of, um, I, can't I think I had a caramel da Vinci flavor or something with it, sugar-free da Vinci. So I made up my whipping cream and then I actually mixed it with my peanut butter. So that was a really indulgent type of thing for me anyway, because the peanut butter, I wouldn't normally have like two tablespoons of it, but it was, which is what, four carbs maybe, if that kind of thing, um, yeah. and made it up as a dessert. Um, and then another one I actually tried the other day was taking one of my ideal protein chocolate drink mixes and mixing it straight with peanut butter to make like little chocolate Christmas balls you know that people always make like the little It tastes yeah, like could yeah. to me I don't know anyway um but for the most part my indulgences are cheeses and fats and bacon and stuff like that so I've actually gone out to restaurants and ordered a fully loaded nacho plate with the guacamole and salsa and burgers and everything else without the nachos and they all go what like you want a salad? <laughs> no, I don't want a salad. I want a nice big platter of cheese and meat and guacamole and all the good stuff with it. And in general, when I've done that, they I think they feel bad because I'm not getting nachos and just load up the cheese then, which I'm good with because that's what I want. Um, so for the most part, it'd be something like that. Um, and then I will be honest. I will have the odd beer or something here and there. Uh, we are opening a brewery. so we, hey, had just have to, uh, we had to do a little bit of taste testing. Um, i can still see me i don't know if i'm actually on there or not i will keep talking just in case because i'm not sure where we went to here um but yeah we are opening a brewery so it's completely outside my low carb zone anyway but um yeah we'll we'll see what happens with it anyway our brewer has worked on a couple of different things as far as low carb stuff goes so we shall see um otherwise I don't think I see us being live. I guess we'll see. Someone give a thumbs up just in case, if I happen to see it on here. I shall see. It says live. Oh, hello? Oh, yeah. I think I am anyway. Okay, well, I'll just keep talking. It says I'm live. Okay, perfect, I can see thumbs up. So I think I lost Renee, so I can keep chatting anyway. Perfect, sorry about that, everybody. Um, I just see Crystal said, love the training you guys provide, that's awesome. I'm gonna be doing another one on uh, the coaches continuing education one on Thursday as well. Uh, So we're gonna be talking about some business development and workshops and fun stuff like that as well. Um, Oh yeah, so a couple of you say we lost Renee, but... They can still see me. Okay, well, I can keep talking then. So if I can see what you guys are posting, that's a good sign. So if you have any questions about anything else, I've kind of covered most of what we were talking about. Um, I guess there was some of the indulgences, but I think for me, I've found enough ways now um, from different websites, like uh, one of them, butterisnotacarb.com, and from Libby at ditchthecarbs.com, that was another one as well. They do all kinds of low carb baking. So I've kind of incorporated a lot of my audio protein items into that because uh, for the most part, I don't have grains, potatoes, and sugars. So I think of it as where I'm going with my GPS. So if you think of your grains, potatoes, and sugars from your GPS in that part of it, um, and I didn't come up with that. That came from Dr. Sarah Helberg from Verda Health. Um, and now Verda Health is another great um, operation that's happening out of uh, Indiana, I believe it is, in the States. And they are doing... Um, basically check-ins with a doctor to help get people off their diabetes meds is their big thing is that re- they're reversing type 2 diabetes um, they had shown her uh, or dr. Sarah Halberg's clip at one of the super weekends about I want to say three years ago or something like that I've been to 13 super weekends so I kind of lose track of which one it was at but they had shown her video and since then I've actually become part of a Canadian clinicians for therapeutic nutrition Um, which is a whole group of clinicians in Canada. um, And kind of how I got to be part of this big presentation that Renee was saying I was in the other day actually. Um, But within this group, they do a monthly webinar. And one of the weekends, or one of the times that we actually did the webinar, they had Dr. Sarah Halberg on. So I got to listen in on a webinar with just Sarah Halberg. And I think there was about 40 of us or something from this group that were talking about low carb nutrition, therapeutic nutrition is um, that in general as being the mainstay of therapy. Um, So the more we can start to gear people, you know, Ideal Protein is the best way to lose weight and get people on track like that. And you have that scientific support team behind uh, your coaches. So even if you don't have your pharmacist or doctor as your coach, um, you can always know that those coaches have access to somebody who's able to help you out with that. Um, And most of them are gonna be in groups that I'm helping answer questions and moderating on too. So just things like this anyway. Um, So where is it going with that? Um, Oh, yeah, I was a little starstruck anyway, because I got to have a little call with Dr. Sarah Halberg then. So I think that's a pretty cool way to look at it. Um, And then going forward, there's all kinds of different groups that are out there that are really lobbying towards low-carb nutrition as therapy. So it's not just me. It's not just Protein. There's lots of different things out there. Um, I have, sorry, I'm going to try to go through some of the questions because I don't have Renee to moderate here for me. But uh, when you go keto for maintenance, you don't increase fat much. Oh, yes, I do. Um, I guess... So when I look at that, um, I have quite high BMR for a female. Um, I'm 5'7", and my BMR is about 1550. So that's basal metabolic rate when I say BMR. Now with that and with how active I am in the day and how many calories I actually burn, I'm actually aiming for like 2,200 to 2,400 calories a day. So with that, and I'm only eating that 30 to 40 carbohydrates a day, remember 30, 40 grams, and I'm still getting roughly 80 grams of protein, somewhere in there anyway. Um, As a minimum, so I I can always go a little more, but otherwise I fill in with fat to feeling full, that satiety. Um, So I do have, you know, some of my favorite snacks in the day, if you call it, are um, maybe some cheese melted on um, some grilled chicken or something. Um, Today I bought some more avocados, so I'm going to make some guacamole out of the primal kitchen mayo that I have, which I absolutely love. Um, I know that's avocado mayo too, so that's kind of a nice one versus soybean oil or canola oil or different things that are out there. Um, So for there, I definitely increase fat um, because that's what I'm going to be getting for my calories and that's the easiest way to actually get calories in your day too. Um, I had somebody, I had a coach yesterday actually send me a question about somebody in maintenance who was still losing weight. But the only thing I had really seen that she changed in her journals was that she increased a whole bunch of carbs at breakfast and was having some potatoes sometimes at supper, but not really anything else. It was basically just meat and two cups of veggies. So I said right off the bat, you need to have her increase her calories if she doesn't want to gain or to lose any more weight. So we had to start increasing her fat calories within there. So um, I was having something on here. Renee's trying to log in, I see. And (laughs) someone says, I gained when I tried keto. Not sure if I had too much fat. Um, When you go keto. Oh, Renee's back here, too. Hello. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I was just answering Debbie's question about gaining when she tried keto. I think the biggest thing is that you have to make sure you don't have too many carbs in your keto diet and that um, you also watch your combination. So it's not going to be cheese and crackers if you ever are going to have crackers like that, and you have to keep it within what your minimum is. I am pretty carb sensitive, so I stay around that 30 to 40 grams of carbohydrate in the day. So. Anything else? So I said right off the bat, you need to have. Her
0: so Melissa, her can you so hear so me? You I can, can hear you. yep. Yeah. Do you see me? Yeah, I see you. Okay. <laughs> on my screen, um, I, I, I don't see both of us, but that's okay. All right. Oh. So, um, I see both. So What I would like to interject here is mm-hmm. Melissa and I are two completely different kinds of people because if mm-hmm. I go high fat, I start mm-hmm. gaining weight. So I have to be very, very careful with my fats and my carbohydrates. Unfortunately, yeah. I would love to do what Melissa does and eat steak mm. every day and, and you know, do all this dairy and cheese and all that. Here's what happens to me. I mm-hmm. obviously have... Um, some type of aversion to dairy. I don't know if I'm allergic or what have you, but all of a sudden, you know, when I went on phase one, oh gosh, I wasn't constipated all the all the time anymore. I wasn't, um, you know, having so much problems with my pain management, um, my inflammation, all of that. And if I go back to those things, cause I love cheese, uh, it is, yeah. it, it break my heart a little bit. Um, but, <laughs> If I have to go back, if I go back to sugar and cheese and stuff like that, and and this might have to do with my thyroid, I, I have a feeling it does, um, I have photos, but seriously, uh, horrible, horrible constipation, my digestive system won't process, and you know what, I had a bout with leaky gut a few years ago, I had severe mercury toxicity a few years ago, so my body doesn't run the same way. So it's Oh, definitely not. Yeah, it's really important that we understand just because Melissa gets to eat, you know, all yeah. this stuff, doesn't mean you do. And That's so right. <laughs> take one step at a time when mm-hmm. you go to maintenance. And, you know, I like to say, you know, stay with the low carb because that works. We know that works. Definitely. And while if you want to try something, like if I start eating breads and stuff, oh, my gosh, I look like I'm pregnant. Me too. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all that yeasty stuff doesn't work for me right. um, so you know it, it's just I, I think it's really important because you know like um, debbie debbie says here you know I when I went keto I gained weight it can happen um, mm-hmm. you know so um, and and just understanding that you have to try different things and and right. different things okay. Some people love South Beach. Some people love whatever you know. But yeah. but the key thing is eat whole real foods. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, stay stay out of the boxes. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any questions, please put them in there because we're gonna be signing off here pretty soon. So Melissa, tell us um, any other tips that you have. Oh, hold on, hold on. Um,
1: oh, yeah.
0: Wanda says, what are some of the good resources for keto? There's so much information out there. I am on IP and still need to lose about 20 more pounds, which I will continue just doing research for maintenance. Yeah, there's a lot of information out
1: there. There's a lot of info out there for sure. Um, I don't know if anybody's on Twitter, but there's lots of great resources on Twitter that have different ones. So I'd said that butter is not a carb and DitchTheCarbs.com are two good ones to start with. Ditch the Carbs is a pharmacist out of New Zealand, I've talked with her a little bit because she thinks it's awesome that we're doing low carb in Canada like this too. She doesn't have access to nearly the same amount of low carb options that we do, like Walden Farms and Da Vinci syrups and that kind of stuff. So I think the easiest way to approach it coming off of ideal protein is to take what you have on your phase one right now and add fat to it. I think that's the easiest way to look at it. So... Right now, I still love my regular chocolate drink mix. I was counting out, I think I've had one a day Mm. almost every single day since May 1st, 2013. That's 2007 of them.
0: 2007 days.
1: (laughs) I absolutely love them. Um, But with that now, I also add whipping cream into mine or sometimes I'll blend avocado or something into it. Or like I said, I add peanut butter to my chocolate drink mix, like powder the other day. Um, cause I found a recipe that used cocoa powder and I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if I could just use my chocolate drink mix because I've got lots around. I buy them by the case. Um, or the other one I really, really love. And my kids ask for even now, cause my, I have three kids that are six, 11 and 13 and I was saying they're home cause I actually homeschooled them too. So today was arts and crafts and Halloween stuff and all kinds of fun things, but they absolutely love our ideal protein oatmeal with melted butter in it instead of water. The buttered oatmeal—it's—it's it's the best thing ever. It tastes like an old, like a graham cracker crumb crust I used to make that would have butter and the crumbs together. Except it's our oatmeal that we know is low carb. You get your your um, protein with it, and then you get your fat from the butter. And then if you want to get creative, you can add some whipping cream on top of that because that's always a good thing to do too. <laughs> so yeah,
0: but, um, <laughs> I, if oatmeal on the market that you know is similar and to to ideal protein, I was like no. There yes. is. I, I have. They're all just
1: there. carbs. Yeah. There, there's nothing similar. It doesn't matter if they're steel cut oats or Quaker oatmeal in a packet or whatever. And not trying to trash any of them. It's just that they're they're made of grains, which is converted to sugar. So right. it's just it's exactly. completely different.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, Crystal says uh, I like uh, Annette Bosworth. Really good keto info. Lots of great YouTube videos to explain keto from a scientific standpoint. Yeah. Perfect, yeah educating yourself on on different things and you don't have to believe everything mm. that's out there just because a doctor oh. saying it doesn't yeah. mean it's true <laughs> that's
1: right yeah definitely so do your research on what works and listen to your body i think that's the easiest thing like when you do ip in phase one you're resetting your metabolism you're losing weight you're feeling great because ketosis is a natural form of, of being in your body your body just prefers it so if you go back to adding bread in the morning because you feel like you want to eat bread, but then you feel terrible and bloated and your stomach's upset and you get constipated and everything else, don't eat the bread. I think that's the easiest <laughs> to look at
0: it. It's pretty simple. Uh, your body's yeah. talking to you. <laughs>
1: exactly. Find some eggs and cheese or avocado. I call it my ABC omelet, my avocado, bacon, and cheese omelet. Um, yeah. Find stuff that works for you that's real food for one without going to to a processed grain or something otherwise. Um, there's lots of great ones out there. And I don't know if I had told you this Renee, but my husband Rob had actually done, uh, the N equals many study last year, uh, with Dr. Sean Baker and it was a carnivore diet. So it was actually a zero carb diet for 90 days and he's wow. never been better. He's actually thinking of going back to doing that again, not necessarily for the weight loss. Cause I think he maybe lost 15, 20 pounds, which was a whole lot less than what he had done with IP when he wanted to lose weight. Um, but from there you can really start to narrow down when you add things back in how they make you feel right off the bat. Because right, we realize, right. like, how terrible we were feeling before we had done any of this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, is sometimes we get in such a state of not feeling good, um, mm-hmm. and we don't know what it's like to feel good. So, you know, when you're starting IP or any other program, remember that you're gonna be detoxing for a while, mm-hmm. And, but if you give yourself at least 21 days of doing whatever you're doing, like a hundred percent, you're going to start to feel good. And, and that's another reason that I keep my weight off. I, I was talking to my mom and her best friend today, and we were talking about weight maintenance and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and they, my mom said she had some cereal mm-hmm. for breakfast. I'm like, really, you ate sugar for breakfast. And mm-hmm. so I was teasing her and, and. Yeah. You know just talking about the reasons why we keep our weight off and for me It's really how I feel exactly. Like to feel crappy and low energy and want to sleep yeah. all the time and not be able to go to the bathroom and
1: you know. Actually, I wanted to share I had one of the best testimonials I gave in this presentation the other day And I should have sent it to you so you could read it, but I'll just read it to you what he said on here Um, So I had had this gentleman, he's 59, um, didn't have a lot of weight to lose compared to some of the clients I've seen before, um, but his testimonial now is awesome. So this was five months after starting um, Low Carb with Audio Protein with me at the pharmacy. And he says after, where is it here now? 45 pounds he lost, yeah. So he says, in light of a pending stomach surgery to make a last ditch effort to lose weight and become healthier, I decided to try a low carbohydrate diet with my pharmacist. My daughter recently did extremely well, achieving weight loss and control, so I decided to give it a try. I had diabetes, cholesterol, thyroid issues, blood pressure, and sleep apnea. I started in October of 2016, and I'm pleased to confirm as of February 1st in 2017, in five months and 45 pounds later. I've now had blood tests to confirm all previous conditions are gone, and I'm off of all of my medications. And he was actually on a list of 10 different things, just a side note on there. Oh um, yeah, I endorse this program and recommend it whenever I have the opportunity. Signed, yeah, that's that's, so. what,
0: that's yeah. what makes it worth all the, you know, all the time and, and stuff that we do. We, we, we're coaches because we're passionate about yeah. what we do. We're not, definitely. We chose, we chose to do this. You know, Melissa could just be a, a pharmacist. She could just, you know, yeah. do, How boring is that? Yeah, you know, you, you could yeah. manage it. There's a lot of things you could do, but you're really passionate about sharing what worked for you and how you lost your 100 pounds, how you maintain your weight, and Mm -hmm. what a blessing and a gift that is to someone that doesn't think they can have that.
1: Absolutely, and I think the biggest thing, even for this one client, like after the very first time I met him, he left instead of feeling like, oh, I have to have bariatric surgery, I have to go prick my finger four times a day for my diabetes. He left there going like there's hope for me. And like, I still get chills even talking about, there's hope. You don't have to just think of this as a chronic progressive disease. There is a choice in how we can use this as treatment. And yes, there's a place Uh for medications. Obviously my husband, Rob's still a pharmacist that dispenses meds. And I think there's a big use for a lot of different things, but you have choice. I think that's the biggest thing. And there's some hope in that there are people like us that are out here that are trying to do everything we can to get the word out there um, and spread the word, basically that this works. We're not just you know, random people trying to sell product because most of the people I'm talking to that are on here today, I'm never gonna see you. I'm never gonna sell you a product. But I hope that this will give you hope and that you can go and talk to your pharmacist or doctor or somebody nearby that does add your protein possibly. Um, heck, even if you just cut out grains out of your diet, there's probably gonna be hope there. So I think that's the biggest thing is that we're trying to help a lot of people and this is a great medium to be able to do that too.
0: Yeah, so if you're on this broadcast Hit the heart, hit the like, and hit the right. share button. There you go. <laughs> but that's, how, that's how we grow our audience and and how we yeah. we really um, can share what we're passionate about. Yeah. So um, this is this is interesting, and and I know uh, Deanna is from uh, Lunenburg, Lunden, Nova Scotia, and, and she's been on several of of my um, lives, and um, she always says well she loves the I, ideal protein sweets and chips she doesn't like the the mac and cheese it tastes horrible there's always going to be some you're not going to like but the mm-hmm. bottom line is diana always tells me that she went home and ate like 10 restricted bars or 10 mm-hmm. you know of these or those so um touch a little bit on how you know if something is a trigger how do you coach that person
1: Right. I think that's a good question. Um, So for somebody, I actually had one lady who was, when the lemon wafers were still restricted, she would eat the whole box of lemon wafers when she would go home that day. So there was one week where I knew she had bought two the week before because she said she was going to go away, but then had come in and she was out of all 14 of them. So I actually said no lemon wafers this week. And she went, oh, what? Like you have to tell me them like i'm not selling them we have to try something else and we have to get this under control because if it's a trigger where you go i'm going to eat seven of these that's a problem again right um so if it's if it's the sugary part in there that you have to stay away from for a little bit it might be a better idea to try you know a different restricted item or try our chili or something or try something that's not going to be a trigger until you know you can have it under control like that um and as far as some of the other things not tasting great or she said taste horrible on them. I don't think I've had any that I think taste horrible, but again, I've been doing this a long time and my tastes have really changed. I'm not thinking of <laughs> mac and cheese as tasting like Kraft Dinner because I don't know if anybody knows or you've heard me talk about it, Kraft Dinner itself in the box and I'm nothing against saying the brand name of it to anyone else or whatever, but the amount of carbohydrate that is in a box of Kraft Dinner is 160 grams of carbs. Now, when you break that down to teaspoons of sugar, that's 40 teaspoons of sugar. So when people get really critical about saying, oh, you shouldn't drink that pot because there's 20 teaspoons of sugar in it, well, it's better than the pasta you're eating right there. So when you think about just having it different, it's a different mindset in how much you're going to eat, the change in the quality of of how things are going to taste, how you can bake them up and make things into like these quesadillas or something that uses the ground up noodles from that. I mean, there's so many different options out there. So if anyone's not on this page that, oh, Dee just says, we have excellent recipes to use up your mac and cheese packs. Things like the quesadillas or I had someone actually make just, um, it was actually a waffle sandwich. You just made the mac and cheese as directed, but actually squished it into a waffle maker. And it made us sa- like a grilled cheese sandwich whatever. So there's lots of different uh-huh. things you can do to to make those things a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. That, that Uh, I find it really difficult to talk myself out of eating a whole box of chocolate soy puffs. I only buy buy one bag a week. Absolutely. That's a great start. For me, if I take, and and by the way, I'm in maintenance. I can have as many snacks Mm as I want to, right? But Mm -hmm. if I take home um, the crack squares, the vanilla crack squares. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we call them in in our office, vanilla crack squares, the crispy squares. But um, if I take those home, I'll eat three in an evening. And that's just ridiculous because I, I have a sweet tooth yeah. and so understanding yourself and yeah. start switching over to savory flavors. And, and absolutely that's a, that's a great, um, you want to call it a hack or whatever. Um, yeah, don't bring them home.
1: <laughs> don't bring them home. That's the biggest thing. And that's the, I think that's the easiest way to think of it is that it is a carb addiction and I think I had heard this doc in the presentation a couple weeks ago. Anyway, but he said if you were to talk to a heroin addict the same way we do a carb addict, every time you go to a gas station, you'd offer them some heroin, or every time you'd go to a birthday, you'd say, "Here's some birthday heroin." Like it's it's such a different mindset to think of it as an addiction that way. And I think that's what really like triggered in my brain. Anyway, is that I can't eat just one of them. I could literally sit and eat an entire cheesecake. So I need to figure out different mechanisms to not have the entire cheesecake in my house. Or whatever it is, or not be around it. Um and it's not to make light of any actual like drug addictions or anything like that, but sugar addiction is absolutely the toughest thing to get over in my mind because people offer it to me everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. So, yeah. you know, understand that you're an addict and treat it as as something that you, as you much, know, yeah. if you were an alcoholic. Exactly. Quit drinking alcohol. If you were a drug addict, yep. you'd hopefully be able to quit doing drugs. So you mm-hmm. know we really do have to treat that as an addiction and and completely stay mm-hmm. away from. It. And for me, here's what I had to do to really make some sense of that. First of all, I got real, real sick, and mm-hmm. I ended up with chronic fatigue and and all kinds of okay. things from my little sugar addiction that was sharing holes in my intestinal nice. lining and causing me to end up with leaky gut eventually, and right. then. The and then I got mercury toxicity from that. So, so many things like, you know, Crazy. boom, boom, boom. So,
1: yeah.
0: You know, what I had to do is start watching every sugar video, every reading, every mm-hmm. sugar article. And the more I read, the more I was like, oh, get that away. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just don't, I want to live a life and I want the ending of my life to mm-hmm. be yeah. And we're not going to yeah. live high quality lives if we are sitting in a chair, uh, mm-hmm. shooting up with insulin. We're so inflamed Our knees don't work. Our hips don't work. Nothing works. We're in pain all the time. And mm-hmm. that's really what those Those are just some of the gotcha. yeah. that sugar that is going to do to us in the long run. So yeah. um, I'll stop my preaching right, right now. <laughs> i get the same way
1: honestly because i just feel so much better when i'm not eating sugar and i yeah. even for me doing this for six years like this i still have in the back of my mind because i grew up with it that you know i'm going to my kid's soccer tonight still and that's why my daughter was coming in but okay. after they score a goal they're like we need to go for ice cream and every once in a while i think okay i'll take them for ice cream not even thinking about it and i automatically end up in the drive-thru and go what the heck am i doing You know, I have so many different options to make low carb options of ice cream and I found a really good Chapman's that actually makes a very low carb ice cream, not for phase one, but for maintenance or for my kids, then they actually get to have a treat like that. Um, So it's just, it's just changing that entire mindset and thinking of it differently that I think we really need to work on.
0: And, And, you know, before we go, I want to touch on one last thing. And that is that, um, you have changed not only your eating, but you changed your whole family's lifestyle. And and if you want to have success in maintenance, it has to go beyond you. Okay, I'm over here, I'm eating my little keto stuff, and then I'm you know making uh, mac and cheese for this kid and chicken for that kid and and and, and- for another one. I was that mom. I, you know, I'm embarrassed. I find my kids those things. So, yeah. you know, so, so important. Um, okay, so I, Melissa. I think my daughter
1: I, wants to say hi. So this is my.
0: Those say are hi. Cool,
1: cool, killer with cool glasses. Now, she is my, right, well, just after I had hers, when I had reached my very highest weight, I would still gained a little bit after I had her, reaching 265 pounds at one point. Um, but she has been low carb ever since we've had her. And now that doesn't mean no-carb. It doesn't mean she's not probably gonna have some candy tomorrow night. Um, But we don't have regular bread, do we? We don't have cereal in the house. We don't have regular pasta in the house. We have all kinds of low-carb options. And they're growing and healthy and strong and fast and happy kids. So, I mean, it's not that I was making them go on a diet by any means. It's that we changed their diet and we've got them on a healthy path to where they're going. Oh, there, look at that. Someone's saying they love your cool glasses. She's just (laughs) learning to read. She's only six, so we're just getting there.
0: Oh, That's awesome. So we have a couple of comments, and then um, we are gonna send off here. Uh, Deanna, thank you. She says, uh, we are enlightening. Thank you so much. murdie D says I'm freaking miserable when I eat sugar. Seriously yes. a depressant. Yes, absolutely. It actually Erica- is.
1: That's a true thing. I've I've yeah. done research on it and depression, anxiety, lots of those things are actually related to inflammation, which is again back to the sugar and insulin. So it absolutely is.
0: Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Eric says, I'm always looking for info on exercise on keto during maintenance. We have a lot of athletes in our area. Any good sources. So I actually coach um, athletes um, in 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 I use ideal protein actually so I, I wanted to say maintenance they're in maintenance they're they're athletes but they need to lean out they need that high energy and all of this carb loading is old old news people Garbage. It, it's, it is. Yeah, it is, it's, it's just a bad thing um, yes. so I have turned several like uh, marathon runners and and extreme athletes into carb people, and we use the ideal complete. We use the BCAAs. Um, we change out their diet, so we can talk about that at another time. I know it's time to go. Um, thank you, everybody, and thank you, Melissa. Thanks yes, for. I love it. Yeah. Uh, thanks. A no little
1: delayed from the last time, but it ended up working out, and it's all good. So.
0: All right. Awesome. Okay. So goodbye, thanks, everybody. Lady. Thank you. Bye, everybody.